Welcome to the Bethesda Church Podcast. We're so glad you've joined us today. If you'd like to contribute financially to this ministry, you can do so at BethesdaChurch.tv slash give and simply select the giving option that works best for you. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. Tonight, um truly is an honor to introduce our speaker to you uh, because I have known him. I moved to Greenbrier County in 2005 to become the associate pastor of what was then known the Bethesda Temple of Praise, uh, and he was already attending here. So he's been here longer than I have, and I am super, super proud of him. It's an honor. I know a lot of his family came out tonight. Uh, I have watched... Um, how God has turned his life around and is using him in a very significant way in this season. He is a field rep for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes uh, in this area. He's also a student pastor at a local church in our area, uh, and God's hand is on him, and Karen and I are so excited that you could be here tonight. It's truly an honor. Bethesda, would you stand to your feet tonight, and would you give a big Bethesda welcome to Pastor C.J. Cole. Now give Jesus a hand clap because I ain't worthy of it. Come on now, we're only on day four, 2023. If that's all you can give Jesus, we're in trouble. We're only on day number four. You ain't been beat up by the devil that bad already. Come on. Who's ready to hear a word from the Lord tonight? I, uh, I am excited. You can be seated. I want to take a moment and thank Pastor Chad for the invitation to come and minister. Here I, uh, I am honored to be able to come home. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great honor for me to be here on the first Wednesday of 2023, and I'm humbled at this opportunity. And I was reflecting back on what all God has done in this ministry over the last whew, long time. He's right, I was here before he was. Man, I, 20 years of my life was spent in this ministry, I remember when it was the Church of God on Tuckahoe Road when there was 30 or 40 people that attended. And, you know, when, we, when the building was put up next door, and now that's your youth sanctuary. And, man, look at what the Lord has done in this place. Man, I tell you, it's, it's a great thing from a small country church to this. And I believe that God's just getting started on what he wants to do in this ministry and what he's going to do in this region. I've been praying and asking the Lord about 2023, about what it is that, that he wants to do. And I, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not a prophet. I don't claim to be a prophet. But I hear the, the voice of the Lord and my spirit is moved when God speaks to me. And I've been hearing the very simple saying all year. It's when we move. The last couple of weeks I've been hearing when we move. And I believe that the year 2023 is going to be a year of movement, both spiritual and physical. I believe it's going to be a year of movement. And it's a year of moving closer to the Lord in ways that many of you have never experienced, but I promise you it's going to be good. 
I promise you that it's going to be good. The year 2023, we're going to see people that are moved physically. We're going to see people step into anointing. We're going to see people step into callings. We're going to see people moved maybe to different different ministries, not because it's, it's a bad thing, but because God is strategically placing people in this season for the next great move of God. And I believe that this church is going to be a part of that. And I believe that there are many churches in this region that are going to be a part of that and are going to help house the next great outpouring of God. God has a way of taking things that are last in man's eyes and making them first. And the state of West Virginia has been last for too long, but I believe that God is fixing to take this state and move it to a level like we've never seen before. And I believe that this is going to be a year of movement. Can I get anybody to agree with me tonight? This is going to be a year of movement. We are going to move forward in the year 2023. We have to be obedient and willing, and it's then that we'll see the miraculous. I believe that the Lord is unifying bodies of believers. I believe that he is, is connecting people, churches all around this area. God doesn't move in division. I'm going to say that again. He does not move in division. God moves in unity, and he moves in obedience, and he moves in structure, and he moves his way, not our way. And I feel that this church and many in this region are in place to house this next movement, and I'm excited about what's going to happen. My title for my sermon tonight is When We Move. And a few weeks ago, I was praying about a youth revival that we were hosting, and I was asking the Lord for direction about that night, and I was asking the Lord direction about this night, and I just kept hearing that, when we move, when we move. And I, the Lord downloaded this sermon into me, and I'm going to be in all kinds of passages of Scripture tonight, so I'm not going to give you just one. We're going to be in several passages, but we're going to open up in the book of James. But the bottom line, if you're taking notes tonight, my bottom line for tonight is this, that when we make the effort, to get to the Lord, he makes the effort to get to us. In James chapter 4, 7 through 8, I'm reading the CSB version. Some people, they, they prefer King James only. I'm not against that. I like King James too. I tell a, a joke a lot. I believe that God has a sense of humor, and when we get to heaven, those that are King James only, you're getting a new King James. And those that are new King James only, you're getting a King James. I don't think God cares which version we read as long as we read it. Amen. I think we need to be in the Word. <laughs> if you have your Bibles, or I think it's going to be on this big TV screen, I think. Yeah. James 4, 7 through 8 says, Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. For every action, there is a reaction. James one of the three closest men to Jesus while he was here on the face of this earth. He gives us two action points in these two verses. The first he says that we have to submit. He says we have to submit to God. Submission is accepting or yielding to a superior force or authority. In this case, it was God the Father himself. The second thing that James tells us is that we have to resist the devil. To resist is to refrain from or have anything to do with. And there are two reactions to these action points, a result of these two things. We see first that Satan has to flee. It doesn't say that he might. It doesn't say if we do A, B, C. It says if we resist the devil, we refrain from the things that he says, and we refrain from the temptations of the world, that he has to flee. He doesn't have an option. He has to go. But notice the second thing, and this is my most favorite part. It says, when I draw near to the Lord... He draws near to me. doesn't say that he might. 
It says that if I will draw near unto God, God himself, the maker of the universe, the one that spoke and everything was, that one that formed man with his bare hands, that if I will move and make the effort to go towards him, he is instantaneously moved to come running after me. Man, that's powerful. That's powerful to think about that concept that the maker of heaven and earth, the one that holds every tomorrow in his hand, is willing to come running after somebody like me. Amen, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. The end of these two verses says to cleanse your hands and to purify your hearts. And that's my hope tonight, that when I'm done in the next few moments, that we leave here with clean hands and pure hearts and that we leave here a little bit more in love with Jesus than what we were when we came in the door. Because that's the concept of why we come to church. Listen, we can have church at home. We can have church in the street. We can have church anywhere. But we came here tonight to fall more in love with Jesus. And that is my prayer tonight. I want to pray before I get in to the word. But I want us to know and understand that it's important for us to be moving towards the Lord. Can we pray? Let's do that. Father, I pray right now, God, in the name of Jesus, the only name that's worthy to be praised. Father, I pray that for the next few moments that you be the bit in my mouth, that I not say anything, Lord, that you don't want said, but that I say everything that you do. Father, I pray tonight and believe that your word is going to do exactly what you intend for it to accomplish. And Father, I believe tonight freedom is going to be found. I believe that tonight lives are going to be radically changed. And Lord, I am praying and believing and taking authority that demons are going to flee, Father. We are believing that in the strong and mighty name of Jesus. And Father, that as we move towards you, Lord, we can know and rest assured that you are automatically moving towards us. In Jesus' name I pray, and amen. Amen. Mark chapter 2, verses 3 through 5, this is where we're going to start. And the Bible says, they came to him bringing a paralytic, carried by four of them, since they were not able to bring him to Jesus because of the crowd. They removed the roof above him, and after digging through it, they lowered the mat on which the paralytic was lying. Seeing their faith, everybody say their faith. Jesus told the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. Action point number one tonight, get you some real friends. Get you some real friends. In order for you to go to the places that God has for you in 2023, your choice of company is going to play a huge factor in that. In order for this church to move to where God wants it to move in 2023, your choice of company is going to play an impact on that. Here we find that Jesus was ministering in a house. Doesn't tell us whose home he was in. Doesn't even tell us the exact location of it. Only that the crowd was so large that nobody could get anywhere closer to him. Nobody was able to get to where Jesus was. When all of a sudden, four people come carrying a bed with a paralytic man, a crippled man, unable to walk, and they come carrying him into this house. They go and they can't get to where Jesus is. So they go up on top of the roof, they dig through it, a house they do not own, remember, and they lower their friend down into the presence of God. Unable to walk. These four friends of the crippled man had one mission in mind. Get my friend to Jesus. Uh, I'm going to say that again. These people had one mission in mind. Get my friend to Jesus. They knew and understood that their friend had a need in his life and that they could not meet it, but that this man named Jesus could. They knew and understood that there was a need in their friend's life and they were not able to, to fix the problem that he had, but they had faith and believed that this man named Jesus could. 
willing to tear the roof off of the joint just to get their friend to Jesus. They were bold and courageous. They understood that their faith, that their friend had a need. And they were willing to do whatever it took to see it met. They understood that with Jesus, good things happen. For some of you in this room tonight, you need some friends who are willing to do whatever it takes to get you to Jesus. You need some friends who are willing to lay aside their wants and desires, who are willing to go the extra mile to see you move towards the Lord in 2023. You need some friends that are willing to rip roofs off of houses and tear doors down off of buildings just to see your life radically changed. You need some real friends. However, the problem with the majority of people today is that instead of friends that bring us closer to Jesus, we want to keep the ones that take us further away. We want to keep the people that are more of a hindrance on our life than they are a benefit. Someone in here needs to hear this tonight. The atmosphere and the surroundings that you're placing yourself in are going to keep you from going to where God has for you. Your surroundings and the people that you're placing yourself in and around are going to keep you from going to the place that God intends for you to go. They've become the wall that is standing between you and your breakthrough. And until you move and change the atmosphere your surrounding and your surroundings, God cannot take you to the next level. The constant excuse that we hear out of most people when it comes to this is, well, Jesus hung out with sinners. Jesus hung out with sinners. I, listen, I have heard this more times. Jesus hung out with sinners, and shouldn't we be the example to the world? Yes, on both counts. Jesus hung out with sinners. Yes, he did. And yes, you should be the example of Jesus everywhere you go. The way you walk, the way you talk, the way you dress, the way you act, the things you eat. Everything you do should be a reflection of Jesus Christ. So yes, on both counts. But here's the issue. The problem is, is when we're hanging around the world and the things in it, those things begin to, affect, begin to infect us, and we don't seem to be affecting them. You see, Jesus did hang out with sinners, but he didn't let the sinners cause him to be a sinner. Jesus came to save the world, not to be a part of it. We cannot allow the negative influences to infect us and keep us from being who God has made us to be. These four people come carrying this crippled man to Jesus and the reaction to their action, Jesus tells the man that his sin is forgiven because of his friend's faith. We need some friends of faith. We need some faith friends. I didn't say fake friends, I said faith friends. We need faith friends in our life. We need to be surrounded by people of faith why is that so important? So that we can mature spiritually. We need people who are more mature spiritually than we are. We need fathers and brothers and sisters in Christ that are closer to the Lord that will help take us deeper and more intimately with Him who have been through the things we've been through and who can take us into the presence of God. We need real friends. They were trying to hinder, there were Pharisees in the crowd that day and they began to make a big deal about Jesus' statement about forgiving a man of his sins. And instantly when I read this the other day, it, it come back to my mind, there's always going to be naysayers in the crowd. There's always going to be people in your environment that doubt what God's trying to do. There's always going to be people that try to tear you down and try to keep you from pressing in to the thing that God has for you. 
They were trying to hinder and ruin the moment. You see, negative people in your life will always try to kill the positive. The negative influences in your life will try to keep you from advancing in the anointing that God has for you. But notice what Jesus' response was. He looks at these Pharisees, these, these leaders of the Sanhedrin, these know-it-all biblical scholars. Verses 9 through 12 of the same chapter. He says, which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat, and walk? But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he told the paralytic, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. Immediately he got up, took the mat, went out in front of everyone. As a result, they were all astounded and gave glory to God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. Are you ready for this? The reaction to the action is going to be that those around will witness miracles, ones like they have never seen. You want to go to the places in 2023 that God has for you, you better buckle up your seatbelt because we're getting ready to see some things that are going to blow our mind. I've had a craving and a desire inside of me for years. I want to see the dead raised. I want to see the lame walk. I want to see them healed. I want to see arms grow back and feet grow back. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to see the miraculous. And I believe that 2023 is going to be a year that we move into a special anointing. And I believe that God is ready to see these things break plumb loose. But you got to be willing to move. You have to be willing to go where God wants you to go. Get you some real friends. Action point number two. I'm moving as quick as I can, Pastor. <laughs> Listen, y'all heard him. <laughs> I apologize. I've been dealing with a cough for the last two weeks. I'm not contagious now. <laughs> but I'm going to drink a whole lot of water. <laughs> Action point number two. You got to want it. Oh, come on. You got to want it. There is a need for real friends in your life. I want you to hear me real quick. I'm going to touch on this friend thing one more time and then I'm moving on. There is a dire need to have correct people in your life. But there's an even greater need for people of God to mature spiritually and get to a place where you can get to God on your own. You need to get to a place where you want what God has for you. There comes a point in your walk with the Lord where you have to want what he has for you, all of it. John chapter 5, verses 5 through 9. Very familiar passage of scripture. This church is named after it. One man was there who had been disabled for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and realized he had already been there a long time, he said to him, do you want to get well? Sir, the disabled man answered, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred. But while I'm coming, someone goes down ahead of me. Get up. Jesus told him, pick up your mat and walk. Instantly, the man got well, picked up his mat and started to walk. You know the story. If you don't, here it is. The man at the Bethesda pool, 38 years, waiting for his miracle, waiting to be healed. The angel of the Lord would come every year and stir the water, and the first one in received their healing. The first one into the water got what they came for. 
this man lying there trying to get himself in position time and time again, hour after hour, time and time and time again. 38 years is a long time. This dude been holding on for 38 years waiting for a healing. I believe that there are people here tonight that you desire to be healed. The Bible said the man desired to be healed. Listen, I believe there's people here tonight you desire to be healed, but you haven't gotten to the place of wanting it. You desire it. You desire the things of God, but you haven't gotten to the place of wanting it. You have, you've been battling issues in your life for so long that you've become complacent with where you are. You've become okay with just being the Christian by the pool. You've become okay with being the guy that just sits on the back row every week. You've become complacent and become okay with just being who you are. You desire the things of God, but you don't want them. See, there's a difference between a desire and a want. A desire, it's okay if it happens. A want, I gotta have it. I gotta have what God wants and has for me. You've seen the water stirred and you've desired to get in the water, but you just couldn't make it. You've seen so many others touched and healed. Your friends get baptized with the Holy Ghost, see people delivered and set free, witnesses, others receive their miracles time and time again. Yet every time the water gets stirred, you just don't seem to make it. It doesn't tell us the full context of this man's conversation with Jesus. Scripture doesn't give us the full rundown. If it did, the Bible would be this big. But it does show me that the king of kings asked a question. Do you want to be healed? Do you want what I have for you? I believe that's the question he was asking him. Do you want what I can do? Jesus didn't offer to take him to the water. He didn't ask him to give him a rundown of his life. He wanted the man to make the decision. Some of you in this room tonight, Jesus is asking you the same question right now. Do you want what I have for you? Do you want it? For some, it may be a physical healing. There may be people in here you've been desiring to be physically healed. But do you want it? For some of you, it's, more, it, it's deeper than that. It's, it's more of a spiritual thing. You've, you've been trapped inside of your own body. Do you want to be healed? In 2023, we're going to have to want the things of God. We're going to have to desire Him more than anything else. We're going to have to move in a direction that He's wanting us to go. And sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable. Sometimes it's not going to feel good. Sometimes it's going to catch us off guard. But the question is, do you want it? Until we submit and agree to do what the Lord wants us to do, we can't go to the places that he has for us. God's a gentleman, not going to force himself on anybody. In that moment, the man had to make a choice within himself, a choice on whether he really wanted to be healed or not. And I believe he made that decision because Jesus looks at him and tells him to get up, take his bed, and walk. But immediately notice before that what he did. He started doing what everybody seems to do, which well, everybody else's fault. Pastor, is this okay? I can't get my healing because so-and-so's in the way. 
I haven't received what God has for me because so-and-so got there first. I can't go into the presence of God because so-and-so won't help me. I haven't received the baptism of the Holy Ghost and everybody at wah, 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 wah. Listen to me. Jesus ain't interested in the blame game. He's not interested in who's doing what and who's not doing this and who's doing that and who's doing this. Jesus is interested in do you want it? Do you want what I have for you? Or are you content with just laying beside the pool? Action point number two, you got to want it. Action point number three, excuse me. What are you willing to do? What are you willing to risk to get to Jesus? What are you willing to risk to get to him? In Luke 8, 43 through 48, the Bible says that a woman suffering from bleeding for 12 years who had spent all she had on doctors yet could not be healed by any approached from behind and touched the end of his robe. Instantly, her bleeding stopped. Who touched me, Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowds are hemming you in and pressing against you. Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. When the woman saw that she was discovered, she came trembling and fell down before him in the presence of all the people. And she declared the reason that she had touched him and how she was instantly healed. Daughter, he said to her, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Here we have the woman with the issue of blood. A 12-year menstrual cycle. I can't imagine the pain and the frustration that this woman had been through in her life. 12 years of nonstop bleeding. This one biblical times was considered to be unclean. It was punishable by death for her to even be out in public and touching people. Something that could have, could have cost her her life. So imagine with me for a moment that this woman has had to deal with a lot and she's had to do it alone because she wasn't allowed to have contact with anybody else been a prisoner in her own home and in her own body for 12 years, unable to do the things that a normal person does. To say that she was broken and desperate is probably one of the biggest understatements ever. This woman was at the end of her rope and she was at the point of giving up and just wanted to die. I truly believe that. I believe that woman had gotten to that place where she was just ready for this to be over. I love the way that Mark said it in Mark 5.33. He said that she came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. When she showed up and touched Jesus' garment and fell down, she told him the whole story after she found out what had happened to her. Came, Jesus, this is what I've been dealing with. This is what's been happening in my life. This is the pain and the agony and the, the despair that I've been in. Told him the whole story of what she had been facing told him and unloaded the pain on him. I can only imagine the fear and anxiety in that woman's life in that exact moment when she came to the place that she made the decision that I have to get to this man named Jesus. Leaving her home knowing that if she were caught outside and around people, let alone touching somebody, that she could be killed for it. Oh, but she didn't allow the crowd size to keep her from going. She didn't allow the people 
and the, the crowd size and the people hemming her back and pushing her away. She didn't allow that to keep her from getting to this man named Jesus. No, this woman, she was desperate. She was in a position where she had to have it. She had reached that point where she was just ready to be healed. She had reached that point where enough was enough and she was going to do whatever it took to get to Jesus. See, she didn't know nothing about this man. The only thing she knew is what she had heard. The only thing she knew is what other people outside her house was talking about. She hadn't seen him. She hadn't touched him. She didn't know what he looked like. But she heard that there was a man named Jesus coming to town. And if she could do it, if she could get outside and touch him, lepers have been healed. Cripples have been healed. Blind men have seen. If I can get to this man named Jesus, I can receive my healing. I wish somebody would get on the same page with me tonight. Listen, if I can get to this man named Jesus, radical things can happen. She goes out of her house and she starts to push her way through the crowd. I would say in that moment there was so much fear and anxiety over her, the fear of being killed, but she didn't let it stop her. She goes, Pastor Chad, and she touches. <laughs> she touches the hem of his garment. And she was instantly healed. The Bible said instantly. For somebody in here, you've been a prisoner in your own body for so long. I can feel this all over me. You've tried getting help. You've tried talking to people. You've tried coming to church. You've done everything you know to do, but you can't get the pain to stop. I came to tell you tonight, there's a man named Jesus that showed up and he's walking through here right now. What are you willing to risk to get to him? What are you willing to do to get to Jesus? What are you willing to lose? What are you willing to lose? You've tried to fix it yourself. <laughs> but I know a man that can. <laughs> the doctors told you there's no hope. The doctors told you all oh, these little pills will fix it. The doctors have told you you just need to talk to somebody. Preachers have prayed. Mommy's prayed. Daddy's prayed. Nothing seems to help. Uh, but I know a man that can. <laughs> And all you got to do is reach out and touch him. Jesus is passing by. Again, all she had to go off of is what she had heard about the man. In 2023, what are you willing to risk to get to Jesus? What are you willing to lose in order to get everything that he has for you? I don't know about you, but this book's got a whole lot of promises in it. Thousands of them. And I'm not settling with just the, I've been saved and I get to go to heaven. <laughs> I'm not settling for that. I'm not settling for that. This book tells me that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Jesus told the disciples, you'll do greater things than I did. Is what he told them when I send the Holy Ghost back. Am I in a Holy Ghost filled church tonight? Listen to me. He said, you'll do greater things than I I'm ready to see the miraculous. 
I'm ready to see people healed. I'm ready to see the roof get tore off of places. I'm ready to see us lower people down into the presence of God. I'm ready to see people on their face before the Lord who are willing to risk everything they got just to get to Jesus, who are willing to lose everything just to get in the presence of God, who are willing to do whatever it takes, come hell or high water, I'm gonna serve the Lord. I don't need the things of this world and I don't want them. I used to be a very materialistic person, Chad. I used to be somebody, I had to, it wasn't a pride thing, it was a I wanted it thing. You understand what I'm saying? It wasn't a, oh, look what CJ has thing. It was a, oh, I love trucks. I love them. <laughs> Selling cars was not a good thing for me. <laughs> I bought more than I sold. Um, listen, if it all leaves tomorrow, uh, if I lose everything, as long as I don't lose him, <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> if I lose it all tomorrow, as long as he's still there holding my hand, as long as he's still the one that I can cry out to in the wee hours of the morning, if he's still the one that doesn't leave me or forsake me, as long as he's still there, the bank, and the, they can take it all. They can have it all. <laughs> what are you willing to risk to get to Jesus? I'm wrapping up. I don't know. Y'all play music or musicians come? <laughs> Y'all come, come play for me. Somebody. Y'all come play something soft. Hey, I'm going to tell you right now. Your pastor, the shepherd, the overseer of this house, he made a statement a minute ago. He said that we was going to have church. He, he was ready to have church where nobody can make excuses about going home. Just because I said I'm wrapping up doesn't mean we're leaving. <laughs> Listen, I came, I came to speak, but Jesus came to heal. Jesus came to move on people tonight. I didn't, listen, I came to share the word, but I ain't the magic magician and I'm not the one that does the healing, but I know a man who can. Man, do I know a man. I know a man who can. Three action points. 2023, you're going to have to get you some real friends. You're going to have to get you some people that are willing to do whatever it takes to get you to Jesus. In case you can't tell, I'm a crier. That's Jesus' fault. <laughs> we need some people who are willing to lose it all on our behalf. I'm thankful for a mommy that prayed. I'm thankful for a grandmother that prayed. I'm thankful for a pastor that prayed. We need people in our life I'm thankful for a wife that still prays. <laughs> I wasn't going to leave you out. <laughs> we need some people that are willing to do whatever it takes to get us in the presence of God. But you got to want it.
you got to want what God has. And he has it all. <laughs> he has it all. Thousands of promises, but if you don't read them, they ain't for you. If you don't study them and you don't learn them, they ain't for you. You got to want it. And in 2023, what are you willing to risk just to get to Jesus? Are you willing to lose it all to see the miraculous? Are you willing to lay it all aside even though you really want it? <laughs> are you willing to say, okay, God, not my will, but yours. See, when we get to the place that other people's souls matter more than our own, that's when you've got it. When it's more important to give Jesus to somebody else than it is for you to get it, that's when you've got it. See, I used to think this church thing, I played this. I was the man at playing church. I used to think this thing was just showing up and punching a time card and sitting on the back pew and making sure I was here. As long as I get to heaven, that's all that matters. I totally missed it. I want all of you to go with me. And until we get to the place where we want everybody outside of here to go with us, we've totally missed it. What are you willing to risk to get to Jesus? Pastor Chad, if it's okay, there's a man by the name of Dr. Dan Woods. I respect this man with everything in me. He's one of my teachers. He's a, a retired minister. He teaches our classes and he told us at, at Maranatha Campground a couple years ago, he said, if you don't take him by the cross, you did it all for nothing. I said, man, how true is that? <laughs> Every sermon taken by the cross at some point. I love what the book of John says about that. In John 19, 17 through 18, it says that he went out to a place called Golgotha. And there he was crucified between two other people. He was in the middle. You see, when Jesus did this, it was the ultimate reaction. It triggered the reaction of salvation for all who would believe. The reaction for healing, who? For all who would receive. And the reaction of Jesus' availability to all who would want him. The reaction was three days later, he got up. The reaction is, is that there's a place called heaven that awaits all of those who accept the free gift of salvation. The reaction is, is that we can receive healing right here on earth. But the more important thing is we get to give it. We get to give healing because we have power and authority from heaven on high 
because the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords lives in here. What are we willing to risk? Do you want it? And get you some real friends. I'm going to do something not normal. I've learned something about God. He ain't normal. He ain't normal. Ain't none of y'all normal either. I'm going to ask y'all to do something crazy tonight, but I, I believe it's important for us to do this before we move into altar time. I'm going to ask you to spread out all over this room. I want you to get alone. I don't want you beside nobody. I don't want you talking to nobody. We're going to spread out. Here's what we're going to do for the next few moments. I want you to spend some one-on-one -on -one time, self-examination time between you and Jesus. For the next few moments, we're going to pray individually, just me and God. For some of you, you've never done that in a church setting. And I know, again, not normal. But Pastor Chad, I believe the God that ain't normal is going to do some amazing things in here tonight. But before that happens, we're going to have to get along with Jesus. So let's spread out. You can stand, you can sit, you can come to the altar, you can go to the back, I don't care. But get alone, just you and Jesus, for a few moments. Get alone, just you and Jesus. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Bethesda Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our website, BethesdaChurch.tv. Thank you for joining us and have a great day.